Welcome to the FHE Podcast, hosted by Amy and Maddie. We are the Fruity Horny Exmos. Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome back to the FHE Podcast. Here we are. Thank goodness, episode 20. Wow, that's crazy. That is actually crazy. Well, I'm excited about this one. Me too. Um, Today, we are talking about patriarchal blessings and lots of other stuff. I don't know. I don't really know what what the research is. Amy did all the work for this one. So I'm excited to learn more about it. And then um, we will also go through our own blessings. Yep. And break them down so take it away amy oh thanks maddie um like maddie said i did the research this week as always our sources will be in the description of this episode additionally a trigger warning for hella racism (laughs) which will be discussed further in this episode but (laughs) just a heads up you know I feel like that should be every week's <laughs> trigger warning. Yeah, just honestly. a trigger warning for every episode. And it's just always <laughs> racism because yeah. that's always the case. Anyway, originally we talked about doing this episode. We wanted to read our own patriarchal blessings on the pod. And I was like, well, yeah, we should do like, you know, the history of patriarchal blessings. So I started diving into it and <laughs> not even like halfway, a third of the way through it, like slowly became how fucking racist patriarchal blessings are (laughs) which again we'll talk about but first we are going to go through the history it's super convoluted and not clear (laughs) um like many early things that happened in the church anyway so i tried to make it as coherent as possible (laughs) if you're still confused honestly so am i so (laughs) just know you're in good hands yeah 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 you know we'll figure it out together exactly so that's what we're here for at the fhe pod (laughs) (laughs) i don't know anyway for any people who have never been associated with the church or just need a refresher um you might have heard of a patriarchal blessing (laughs) I'm going to preface this whole section with the fact that it's from Wikipedia, which was honestly, the again, the most cohesive, very brief history of this topic. But again, check the sources if you want even more sources from those sources. (laughs) Anyway, in the LDS church, a patriarchal blessing is given when an authorized patriarch or a man ordained to the priesthood office of patriarch places his hands on the head of the recipient and pronounces said blessing. So basically you just have to get a blessing from this one specific guy that's been designated as patriarch. Yeah. And then it's like a, a map for your life basically. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I was taught, but also they were like, it's, but it's not a map. Like you still have agency. Like essentially it's a conditional blessing of, Vague proportions given by an old white man in his home. Weird as fuck. (laughs) It's super weird as fuck. So patriarchal blessings are typically, if you were raised in the church, typically given when you're like a teenager. So I feel like I don't think you can get it before you're of young men, young women's age. Yeah. I think you have to be at least least 12. 12. Now it might be 11, though, because they... They changed. Of course, it, they but did. I don't know how it really how it works. I mean, no so. one does. You'll try. You'll hear that 
theme quite often today. How old were you when you got yours? Do you remember? Um, let's see. I was 14. I yeah. It I, was yeah, it was the summer before we moved to Riverton. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, perfect. This will be this will be great. Like to help me figure yeah. out my life. Yeah. I was 16. I just turned 16 like two weeks before. And I remember feeling shame about that though. That I was that 16. You- are you serious? Yeah, because obviously we had Katie, who I've known since I was nine, on uh, a recent episode of the podcast. And Katie got it, from what I remember, Katie got it like immediately after she turned 14. And I feel like most of my friends also did. But I didn't get it until I was 16. Like, why is there shame built around that? I mean, I think it's just because it is like whenever you're ready kind of a thing it's like you're not worthy enough yet to get it like i think i'm pretty sure one of my friends got it when she was 12 like insane super early god oh my god yeah it's super weird but like i said most people who grew up in the church get it in their teens but you can get it at any time when you feel like you're ready yeah so (laughs) um but before that for like for anything you have to get a recommend basically from your bishop you have to do like a a worthiness interview interview before um and then they recommend the blessing to the patriarch basically it's very similar to going to the going through the temple for the first time it's like whether the bishop thinks you're ready so it's worthiness readiness whatever the fuck those things mean (laughs) But anyway, the purpose of a patriarchal blessing is number one, to identify the tribe of Israel to which the individual belongs, whether literal or quote unquote adopted, along with the responsibilities and blessings associated. And again, I'm going to kind of go more into a little more detail on some of these things. Um, and the the lineage is definitely one of the main ones. Um <laughs> And then number two, the purpose of getting a patriarchal blessing is to bless the member with knowledge and the spiritual gifts that may be obtained by obedience to gospel principles. And number three, to give advice or help to the individual. Often this includes foretelling of possible future events, opportunities, and temptations. So those are the four main reasons or purposes of getting this blessing. Yeah. A person is informed of the tribe of Israel to which they belong. This is done to acknowledge the fulfillment of the church doctrine that through baptism, members become part of the house of Israel. Additionally, it is believed that each tribe differs and a person may come to understand the unique circumstances of his or her life better by knowing to which tribe they belong. The differences between the tribes are generally acknowledged to arise from the differences in the blessings Jacob pronounced upon his sons and Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. That was a long paragraph, (laughs) but basically you need to figure out what (laughs) tribe you're a part of. And number one, I've never felt comfortable with using the terminology that they use. The tribe. Number one, because of indigenous people, but also number two, like a lot of this is a part of Judaism. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to come into play a lot here Mm -hmm. and it just feels like appropriating Judaism mm-hmm. is what it, it feels like. Yeah. And just unnecessary <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> anyway, so for those of you who don't know what the tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel are, basically 
Abraham was a prophet. He had a son, Jacob. Jacob had a shit ton of sons. <laughs> so those are the tribes of Israel. <laughs> That's Plus a- his two grandkids. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like weird, but okay. Yeah, it is super weird. So the 12 tribes of Israel are Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, which like, damn, dope ass name. <laughs> Joseph, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Aster. So those are 10. And then for some reason, and he, I think he also had like a, a couple other kids and he didn't include them. <laughs> so maybe would, they were gay. Maybe. Just kidding. Or they were girls. Yeah. That might be it. Yeah. Also, while you were naming all of those names, I was just thinking of the song and Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor I know. Dream Coat, where they're like naming all of the names. It's a, a God. It's the car. It's the car. <laughs> and two of his grandsons were also included, Ephraim and Manasseh. And these are both sons of his son, Joseph. His favorite one. His favorite son, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into Ephraim later as well, just like more information about that. But. These two grandsons were adopted by Jacob to share in his inheritance with his own sons. It's just weird that it's his 10 sons and then his two grandsons. Um, And oftentimes Ephraim and Manasseh are combined to be just called the house of Joseph. Hmm. So it's like, it feels like a pyramid scheme, honestly, (laughs) is how it feels to me. Because it is. Because it is. You're right. (laughs) In the Old Testament, the second son of Joseph is Ephraim. But contrary to the traditional manner, he got the birthright blessing instead of Manasseh. It's Mm. like, it was like a thing, whatever. Basically that Ephraim was like going to be really important. But they are both tribes of Israel. So I don't really get that. Me either. Like what? It's different... all weird. It's all fucking stupid. It doesn't it's make sense. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like the more and more I research this shit, the more and more I'm like, this is like people who are obsessed with the lineage of people in like Game of Thrones. Like genuinely. <laughs> That's amazing. That's what it feels like. Yeah. So Ephraim was the second son, mm-hmm. but his grandfather jacob who was a prophet he had like had visions and dreams about how important ephraim would be so fuck off manasseh yeah that's what basically I yeah it's pretty sad for manasseh but whatever Rip manasseh and then just a couple other phrases that i heard growing up that people listening may or may not have also heard so if people are like oh this the sticks of the gospel you haven't heard this no oh what is that it's like the stick of judah and the stick of Ephraim or the stick of Joseph. No? No. Okay. That doesn't ring a bell. That's weird. Anyway, I don't think it's like super, com- I guess it's not very common, but <laughs> in seminary, I remember learning about it like, oh, like the Bible is what they call the stick of Judah. And the Book of Mormon is what Mormons call the stick of Joseph or the stick of Ephraim. It's the same thing. Again, what the fuck's with Joseph and Ephraim? Hmm. favoritism nepotism (laughs) that was a fun little jingle it was (laughs) but yeah so anyway that's i don't remember i don't remember why i think it's just supposed to be like in a lineage way it's like a tree it's like a yeah like everything's coming off of this yeah yeah yeah. okay so it's yeah it's weird phrasing sound familiar but just so funny because judaism literally named after judah yep and a lot of the information in the Bible is also in the Torah. 
Yep. And honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what the Jewish people have said mm-hmm. <laughs> happened. <laughs> Fuck these dumbass men who wrote yeah. the Bible who many men who wrote the Bible. Yeah. And uh and especially the Book of Mormon. Fuck you guys. <laughs> but in my head, the pieces, the vague, vague, vague memories I have of these things are like falling into place. And I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. I didn't understand it when I was a kid. Yeah. Of course you didn't because it doesn't makes make sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. Last little tidbit here. The most common houses of Israel are Ephraim, Manasseh, and Judah. Like when given a blessing, mm-hmm. those three are the top three. Yeah. Pretty much everyone I know is from Ephraim. Same. And But my mom was in Zebulon. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Anyway, so <laughs> that's just a little background about patriarchal blessings. Then this next part is from a devotional given in 2000. It's called Patriarchal Blessings by Truman G. Madsen. He says, let's begin with a glimpse of church history. One day in Nauvoo, Brigham Young, who had not long been in the church, approached the prophet's father, Joseph Smith Sr. He Mm -hmm. was the very first patriarch of... Oh, his dad was? His dad was the very first patriarch. Okay. So Brigham Young walks over. He's like, I'd like... To get a fucking blessing. <laughs> a motherfucking blessing. <laughs> and for some reason, Joseph Smith Sr. was like busy and he like said to Brigham Young, here's a piece of paper. Sit down at the table and write down every good thing you seek in righteousness and I'll sign it and that'll be be your patriarchal blessing. I don't know necessarily if that's the very first patriarchal yeah. blessing given. Mm. Signed. I, I don't know. Like it's that's weird. weird. So I'd never heard that story before. Me either. Then... Truman said that he knew this patriarch who told him a story and this patriarch basically was like I was hesitant to give blessings at first um, and until I had the experience until I like actually gave my first blessing I could like barely sleep and then um, it says one day a girl came in though I had never designated Judah as lineage which is weird because it just said that was one of the most common ones but maybe Mm -hmm. not back then yeah i put my hands on her head and it came to me she is of the house of judah and immediately she began to weep for the rest of the blessing she was sobbing (laughs) when i finished i thought it was because she was surprised and perhaps disappointed of what i had said and i was like why the fuck would she care yeah like in a bad way it's like all the same shit Mm -hmm. like it's just all the same shit that's weird then he was like sister jude is a wonderful lineage to be from and she said oh it wasn't that i had I had impressions in my early life of this, but there's no evidence in our family history that I am from Judah. That doesn't make sense. And it's going to continue not to make sense as we go (laughs) along. But just like a little, you know, tidbit. Then in this one blessing that President Wilford Woodruff gave to a missionary who was about to leave, he after he gave it, he was like, this doesn't just apply to him. It applies to all of the youth of Zion. And so then they, like, published it. And this specific paragraph is just, like, again, so fucking weird to, like, put it into reality. (laughs) Yeah. But he said, he said, the Lord has reserved a number of choice spirits out of all the creations of God. I remind you that the creations of God are extensive and even by our reckoning numberless. Out of all those creations, he has selected a a group of choice spirits and has kept them in the spirit world. For 6,000 years, which I take, it means since the time of Adam or approximately. That's like 
Wilford's commentary, I guess, <laughs> in order for them to come into the church and the world in this last dispensation. And I don't, as an aside, had you ever heard that like a specific number, 6,000 years? Mm-hmm. Like that's such a specific amount of time and yeah. convenience. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. And no, I don't think I've I've heard that. I, I feel so. like I've heard something like it, but not specifically 6,000 yeah, years. Yeah. And I was also like, isn't time a construct? Like, the, does time exist in heaven? <laughs> exactly. Like, in the Who spirit knows? world? Who knows? Anyway, these are the Latter-day Saints and that, like, that's who we are, especially, like, the youth of Zion. Like, they're the Latter-day Saints. Like, the true Latter-day Saints is kind of what he was saying. Yeah. So, again, just, like, a little glimpse into how it's viewed and yeah, just weird-ass Mormon shit. Uh, there's a lot of information. <laughs> like I said, it's convoluted. Yeah. According to historian D. Michael Quinn, patriarchs were paid in the early days of the LDS church. The practice of paying patriarchs diminished in the 20th century and was officially ended in 1943. And then this is a quote that says both the presiding patriarch and local stake patriarchs charged a fee. In the 1840s, the fee was $1 per patriarchal blessing at Nauvoo. By the end of the 19th century, it had increased to $2 per blessing. Wow. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Seriously. (laughs) Joseph Smith Sr., gave patriarchal blessings without payment of a fee, but he wouldn't record them. He wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be written down. So I guess that's more or less what they're paying for, Mm -hmm. is for them to, like, have a scribe, like, transcribe it. Yeah. And then the third patriarch of the church, John Smith, who was the uncle of Joseph Smith Jr., he commented that he had lived very poor since they left Kirtland from January 1838 to January 1844. Then his nephew, Joseph Smith, ordained him a patriarch through which office I obtained a comfortable living. So huh. enough uh, money was rolling in <laughs> to give these fucking bullshit readings. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like it, it just does. sounds like a fucking scam. Mm-hmm. Which it is. Anyway, it's fine. (laughs) But patriarchal blessing fees ended in 1902, although patriarchs were allowed to accept unsolicited, quote unquote, donations. Not until 1943 did church authorities prohibit patriarchs from accepting gratuities for giving blessings. Wait, what was the year? 1943. Damn. I know. So it's like not that long ago. Yeah. So I never knew that. Me either. Not also, surprised. Yeah, not surprised. At all. And then um, in 1971, the presiding patriarch stated that non-Israelite tribes should not be given as a lineage in patriarchal blessings. We'll talk about that more in just a, in just a moment. In a 1980 address to students at BYU, James E. Faust attempted to assure listeners that if they had no declared lineage in their patriarchal blessing, that the Holy Ghost would, quote, purge out the old blood and make him actually of the seed of Abraham. Hmm. Number one, I didn't even know that apparently you, you don't have to be designated a tribe of Israel. Yeah, I, I thought, thought that was a requirement. Yeah, I thought we were all, I don't know. Yeah, well, white privilege yeah. is what I've learned that is. Yeah. To assume that everyone's going to get a tribe yeah. of Israel yeah, designation. Yeah, out. Yep. So <sighs> basically, if you didn't get a tribe of Israel given, mm-hmm. well, number one, don't give something outside of the tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a designation, then basically... The Holy Ghost will make you pure 
and you'll be like you already like you were a part of Abraham's lineage. The overwhelming majority of blessings declare the recipient to be a member of the tribe of Ephraim or Manasseh. Ephraim is the dominant tribe declared for people of European descent. And then Manasseh is for more people of color. This just like doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It sounds because fake. If they're all like, if they're all brothers. Yeah. Then why are the tribes all like different races? Uh-huh. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't. This is from a later journal that I'm going to pull from, but basically Mormons claim to be the literal descendants of the house of Israel, in particular, the lineage of Ephraim, the favored son of Joseph, the great grandson of the powerful Hebrew patriarch Abraham. As the self-appointed heirs of Ephraim, Mormon leaders theorized that Ephraim's descendants would play a significant role in the restoration of ancient priesthood rituals foretold in Mormon scripture. Mormon scripture also affirms that Ephraim's descendants would preach the gospel to the other tribes of Israel and lead the church in the latter days. So basically they were like, we just picked Ephraim because he was the favored son yeah. of Joseph, who was the favored son of Jacob. Mm-hmm. So Ephraim must be like really important. So Ephraim's tribe just coincidentally is going to be the tribe that everyone belongs to. Yeah. That everyone like <laughs> learns from. Yeah. And I was like, again, this also, sounds made up. Yeah. And also like foretold in Mormon scripture. So they wrote the scripture. You wrote it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then. And then you're like, that's what it is. Wow, this is what the scripture said. The prophecy. <laughs> it's been fulfilled. <laughs> A mess. And if you're still with us, thank God. Because. Because we're not. I'm Just not. <laughs> I'm not. Like I fucking did all this research. Yeah. I'm still confused. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to read from the journal from a church patriarch, M. Steve Anderson. Okay. Um, He's a more recent one, but he was kind of doing a breakdown of how to explain these blessings. Or specifically, the rest of this is really going to be dedicated to the declaration of lineage that you get in a patriarchal blessing. Yeah. Because that is kind of an important part he's asking the question when did a declaration of lineage become a more or less required element of a patriarchal blessing you know we don't have an exact date as to when these instructions were in place because again as you'll see as we go along it's it's not clear for anyone Mm -hmm. and for the greater part of a hundred years of the church it's was not clear cut and this just kind of like showed up casually and stuck around yeah so there's no like specific revelation (laughs) that occurred yeah and how do those instructions change and all those things like we don't obviously know any of that this is all a theory the sixth church patriarch hiram smith he served from 1912 to 1932 he would issue instructions from time to time to the stake patriarchs Mm -hmm. and then um at one point He included the following as one of the duties of the patriarch. It says, according to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, declare the lineage of those you bless. This document gives the impression this was more a reminder than a new directive. So again, it just kind of like happened. And given that Brigham Young story that I said earlier, he just was like, hey, can I have a blessing? And then Joseph's dad was like, him busy, write down whatever the fuck you want and I'll I'll sign sign it it, and that's your blessing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, developed from there Hmm. and it again confusing as fuck yeah so 
receiving this direction that you're of the tribe of whatever. The idea seems to be that those in the world who are literal pedigree descendants of Abraham have, quote unquote, believing blood. Like, stop saying blood, number one. Also, what? (laughs) I know. Believing blood? Yeah. (laughs) I know. Like, they actually believe, though, they actually are the descendants of Abraham. Cool. But but not others. Missionaries were to be sent out to find and gather the literal descendants. Um, and it says, quote, will we go to the Gentile nations to preach the gospel? Yes. And gather out the Israelites wherever they are mixed among the nations of the earth. When we send to the nations, we do not seek for the Gentiles because they are disobedient and rebellious. We want the blood of Jacob and that of his fathers, Isaac and Abraham, which runs in the veins of the people. There's like, you know, a person here, a person there. But there were also not literal descendants that could still be baptized, but they enjoyed a different lesser status. So it's like different lesser. You don't actually have this believing blood we're looking for, Mm-mm. but we'll still baptize you. I guess you can be a part of it is kind of, I guess, wow. how it was thought of. Yeah. In 1943, an apostle John A. Witzow wrote, you know, in the majority of cases, Latter-day Saints are of the tribe of Ephraim, the tribe to which has been committed to the leadership of Latter-day work. So it doesn't matter whether the lineage is of blood or adoption. And the idea of adoption might sound quite reassuring to people who believe any of this shit, I guess. <laughs> but there remains a question, adopted into what? Yeah. <laughs> like... What the nation that non lineals I'm like, what? just shut the fuck up. Yeah, literally. It's like so no confusing. <laughs> it's just a bunch of words. Yeah. So basically, you can be of the tribe, mm-hmm. which you have the believing blood, or you get adopted. And or what I found out after a lot of research, which should not have taken this much, being adopted basically meant that you were baptized. Yeah. So there's people who are just like inherently. This tribe, and then there's other people who chose to be like that tribe. Because they got baptized. Because they got baptized. That's how they're adopted. Okay. No sense. (laughs) They're like, what about the literal bloodline? And it's like, bloodlines do matter to the church. Um, You know, that's persisted for many generations in the church. But then the final patriarch of the church, Eldred G. Smith, taught that uh, Joseph of Egypt received a special blessing, which we are most interested in because we are his descendants. The the most part of us and the blessings of the gospel have come through this line. For Joseph Smith Sr. was a true descendant through Ephraim, the younger son of Joseph. Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Why were we so obsessed obsessed with bloodlines? I know they are obsessed with bloodlines in the Bible. Yeah. But then the Book of Mormon is like, those bloodlines are obsessed with their bloodlines and their bloodlines. Like, it's yeah. so unnecessary. It's like he just drew a bunch of lines on a wall one day and just slapped names on them and said, here's the family tree. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Yeah. It, it's just so fucking ridiculous. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I sure don't. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyway, it's fine. I hope some of this makes sense. I'm sure it will. Is it interesting? Yeah. Okay. Because I, my brain just, again, just feels like cotton. Yeah. Like, no, my brain it, is like. 
it, it just it's not i'm not grasping it because it's nonsensical yeah <laughs> joseph feeling smith the president of the church at the time <laughs> i don't know 1952 um he was like yeah most of the people who become members of the church are literal descendants of abraham through ephraim yeah what is up like it just feels like clicky you know <laughs> Oh my god, my blessing's so clicky. <laughs> the tribe of Ephraim, again, was said to be the people who would bring the Latter-day Saints to modern day, or to become the Latter-day Saints. Oh, and then one other thing is, it says, because each of us has many bloodlines running in us, just, you know, that's how bloodlines work. <laughs> <laughs> Two members of the same family can be declared as being of different tribes in Israel. Yeah, see, that's always confused me. I don't yeah. understand how that works, but okay. Because it's just like, hey, we're all related. You guys can be different. But then it's like, then who fucking cares? Yeah, what does it matter? Why would you care what your bloodline is if we're all basically just like interchangeable? Yeah. Like, it's all just random. So the Encyclopedia of Mormonism, which sounds like a thrilling read. It does. Um, <laughs> try to add that to our library. Oh, I guess so. Um, it maintains that many of Ephraim's descendants are being gathered first. For they have the responsibility of preparing the way for the gathering of the other tribes. We're Latter-day Saints and also first saints. Because we're <laughs> getting shit together to get everyone else to bring the band back together. It's like, what? <laughs> Former BYU professor Will Freed Deco. Deco. Don't know. Lineage can uh, continue to have special significance in a patriarchal blessing, which since pretty much the dawn of Mormonism has become a treasured once in a lifetime experience for Latter-day Saints. In earlier times when nearly all members were of North European descent, including the American born white converts, it seemed uncomplicated to assume literal tribe descendancy from Ephraim in line with the beliefs of scattering of the lost tribes. For American Indians, as supposed descendants of Lamanites, the physical lineage was evidently traced to Manasseh. But in view of expanding the church to all countries and races, as well as advancing insights in demography, adjust adjustments in rationale and formulation help smooth the attribution to a certain tribe. Whether literal or spiritual, the determination of tribal descent is meant as an emotional confirmation of belonging to the house of Israel. So, this fucking... Just, like, right over my head. I'm, like... <laughs> You're, like... Cool. I'm, like, hearing words that make sense, I'm... but the words together, nothing. I, I know. That's why I sat in the fucking office for so long doing this research, because I was, like, what? <laughs> like, so, yeah. basically, this fucking BYU professor said this. Mm -hmm. He was, like, everyone wants to know who their lineage is and their patriarchal blessings. So, in the beginning, all of the people were white in the church. So, we were, like, okay, yeah, the Latter-day Saints are Ephraim. Everyone gets Ephraim. But then, and then they were like, and um, indigenous people are Lamanites, <laughs> which will be. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that. Yeah. But then it was like other races joined. They wanted to expand across the globe. Then now it's like, well, what the fuck do yeah. we say now? Mm -hmm. um, and so then they had to like, just be like, oh, no, no, no. It's not an actual bloodline thing. It's just <laughs> the spirit confirming that you're a part of the house of Israel. So what the fuck? Why does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> if we all, like, if white people, 
are all part of the tribe of Ephraim. What's the point of going to the patriarch and being like, wow, I can't wait to find out what tribe I'm a part of. And then surprise, surprise, it's Ephraim. (laughs) We all fucking know that. I know. Anyway. Someone, I didn't actually look up who this is. His name's Armand Maus, M-A-U-S-S. He wrote, it's important for all peoples, but especially scholars, to understand that these constructed histories and lineages carry their own truths and have their own purposes, totally apart from historically reality. So basically, like, this is all fucking made up. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, I'm like... So we they just made up a lineage, said this is important, mm-hmm. but it's not real, and but you should believe it because these people believed it. Yeah. Okay. He also said the collective construction by a people of their own ethnic and genealogical past is probably more important than the historical and empirical realities, even if these could be scientifically determined. After all, people act on what they believe to be true and real about themselves and about others rather than on what science has, quote unquote, shown to be real. So basically he's saying like, (laughs) people are so fucking stupid. Yeah. They're just going to go with the flow rather than be like, this actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's true. That is exactly what happens. (laughs) And that just history should just be this not logical it should yeah. be this whatever the f- shit yeah whatever the fuck's going on over here yeah so i was like okay if you know you might have had a question of what are the spiritual gifts mm-hmm. like i've never known yeah that. with every tribe yeah we yeah. were like no, yeah I, like whatever gifts or promises blessings are associated with this tribe and i was like well what is it yeah. So I looked it up and it's just like a long, it's just bullshit that you would assume. <laughs> but it's basically like a supernatural spiritual gift. I'll just pull a couple off this list as mm-hmm. I'm looking at it because there's a bunch of shit that's stupid. <laughs> but um, it's like the gift of prophecy or inspiration to praise and glorify God. Like, what does that mean? How is that, that a gift? I don't know. This one says <laughs> ability to lead church meetings. What? <laughs> The gift of faith, the ability to discern spirits, gifts of healing others and the ability to be healed or the gifts of tongues or warnings of danger or gifts of waking visions and ascension, the ability to pass unnoticed or untouched. What? So a ghost? (laughs) I want the fucking gift of the ghost. Me, Me too. Hell yeah. But it's just like weird shit. Like. Yeah. These are the blessings, I guess, associated with each tribe, like just a smattering of each of these. Also, I was going to make a joke instead of because you said the gift of the ghost, but not the Holy Ghost, the unholy ghost, the gift Ooh. of the unholy ghost. Ooh, the gift of the unholy ghost. That's cute. I like that. Thanks. Okay. That's all. So those are, you know, just some of the spiritual gifts that are a part of this, I guess. Yeah. Um, that And that list. I found on Wikipedia. So now we're going to get into more more specific racist shit. Okay. I found um, a scholarly journal that someone had written. And I'm pulling most of that from this. Obviously, trigger warning for racism. (laughs) Most Mormons claim lineage through the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. But other lineages are named too. According to the Church Historian's Office, which made a report in 1970 that... 
10 of the 12 tribes of Israel are represented in lineage pronouncements and as many as... So apparently there's only... There's two that are never given. Yeah. So it's like, those are the sacred ones. No one gets those. If there's 12 tribes, why are people not getting those other two? Hmm. Weird, specific, whatever. But there's also as many as 15 other lineages had been named in blessings, including that of Cain. Bigfoot? Bigfoot? I know. Cain? I was like, (laughs) what? So, yeah. So being like, you're a descendant of Cain. I'm guessing because they were black. Oh, (laughs) you'd be 100% correct. We'll learn more about that in just a second. God. Some patriarchs pronounced, quote unquote, the seed of Cain on black members during their blessings. Or they would be like Abraham, Isaac, uh, Jacob, like a really broad, vague one. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they would just not give them a lineage at all. They would just say nothing about it. But not until the late 20th century did Mormon leaders begin to address the inconsistent and haphazard manner in which patriarchs declared lineage on black Latter-day Saints. Hmm. It took a fucking long time (laughs) um, for that to happen. Eldred G. Smith, he was the great, great, great grand nephew of Joseph Smith. He was the eighth patriarch of the LDS church. He claimed that blacks should not receive a lineage designation because God had cursed them, which placed them outside of the house of Israel. His teachings clashed with those of the other general authorities who averred that persons of African descent should receive a lineage designation. It took a long time, though, for that to be for them to be like, no, 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 no. they get a designation. Mm-hmm. It took a long time. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me yeah we'll go more into it but he was the very last patriarch of the church when they retired it yeah and it was mostly because he kept saying that Mm -hmm. i found out he kept saying no 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 no. black people are descendants of cain so Mm -hmm. they don't get that yeah and they were like you gotta shut up Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was like you know what we're gonna give you emeritus status yeah okay so that was that guy yeah yeah yeah, it was that guy and uh we're just not gonna have uh, church patriarch anymore <laughs> wow so that's be crazy. that messy that they literally just retire the role <laughs> wow so funny but also fuck that guy <laughs> yeah so just like a little bit more we're diving more into the history of black people and patriarchal blessings mm-hmm. and that was what again this journal was like written about yeah um and that the journal was from like i think 2018 is when it was written so on march 6th 1844 hiram smith gave a patriarchal blessing to a former slave named Anthony Stebbins, assigning him the lineage of Canaan. Then he blessed his that guy's sister-in-law, who eventually became, like, really familiar and known as, like, Aunt Jane by her fellow Mormons. Like, she became, like, really faithful, and she converted in Nauvoo. So, anyway, she becomes known as Aunt Jane, and he gave her this blessing as well, and he assigned her lineage through Canaan, the son of Ham proclaiming that if she lived worthily, God would lift the curse and stamp his own lineage upon her. So she would be white. Essentially, yeah. Awesome. In You know, in the context of what the church has taught. Yeah, pretty much. So I was like, cool. And then I was like, who the fuck is Ham? The son oh. of Ham. Yeah, you don't know who Ham is? Okay, fuck you. Number <laughs> one. Uh, number two, no. Wasn't he like... um one of Noah's something with Noah. Okay. 
people just know Noah's sons? <laughs> no, I only know it because in activity days we did like a little skit. Okay, don't act like um, this is like really common knowledge. <laughs> no, I no, I know, but <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure that I played Ham just because I thought the name was funny. So you're so cute. Yeah, that's a cute. I story. wish I still had the video of that skit. It was amazing. Oh, okay. Well, now it makes more sense. This is like fucking Slumdog Millionaire where this like specific <laughs> tiny little detail happened in your life. And you're like, yeah, it's ham. <laughs> oh, yeah, ham. Yeah, yeah. Don't, My don't worry. Ham. I remember being ham. I just was like, who the fuck is that? Because I did not play ham in a skit at an activity day. <laughs> I was like, what's the etymology of the name ham? Like, where, did it, where the fuck did it come from? So, since the 17th century, a number of suggestions have been made that relate the name ham to a Hebrew word for burnt or black or hot. Are you serious? And also, from so from that definition, basically relating that name for the Hebrew word for those things, also to the Egyptian word, hmm, which is, an, which is H-M for servant. So, basically, ham, essentially... Was named that to be like, this is a person of color. Wow. Like I said earlier, Joseph's uncle became the third patriarch. The assignments from the lineage of Cain and Ham became more consistent during his time. Uh, This change largely resulted from the priesthood restriction that Brigham Young implemented in 1852. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, Black people had been getting blessings and had gotten the priesthood and things like that but then brigham young was like no "No." damn i mean that makes sense but for some reason i didn't know like i didn't realize that before brigham young they were yeah they included i mean it was still definitely not great not great but they it wasn't like they weren't banned from the priesthood like i was reading like joseph smith jr literally ordained yeah a couple black people black Mm -hmm. men yeah. And then there was a big question on how to handle mixed race saints. Basically, Joseph F. Smith was like, it's like case by case. <laughs> so he said that race by race. Race by race. <laughs> but he basically he was like, patriarchs should determine each case on its merits. But he said his opinion was that in all cases where the blood of Cain showed itself, however slight, the line should be drawn there. So if they look a little black, no. No. Absolutely not. So it just gets worse, though. Oh, my God. I feel like it's already really bad. <laughs> like, I know. How could it get worse? It does. But I, yeah. It's it fine. does, no. So basically, the church, like, didn't have any specific direction for patriarchs in declaring lineage. And so it was, like, a very common frustration with most patriarchs in the church in, like, the earlier days of the church. Because they were like, what the fuck do we say? Mm-hmm. And the church was like. Mm. <laughs> shrug so they just they're just avoiding yeah dozens of stories both firsthand and anecdotal illustrate the difficulty of pronouncing lineage on the church's relatively small but faithful black population there is this patriarch from utah who was giving blessings uh, patriarchal blessings to an engaged couple who were supposed to get married in the salt lake temple so he gave a blessing to the the young man first and he said it was a very wonderful blessing but then when he blessed the woman he put his hands on her head and struggled he paused then said i'm sorry but there's no blessing for you you have the blood of cain flowing in your veins and there's no blessing for you the young woman broke down and wept and then he felt bad about the blessing 
because then he he told the couple that they couldn't get married in the temple because of her quote unquote Negro lineage. Oh my god! <laughs> I told you. Yeah, you were right. It did get worse, <laughs> and it gets even <laughs> Somehow. worse. Of course, it does. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Basically, you know, like a lot of people in the early like around when the ban was lifted yeah you know other places or other people might have been like oh if they're one third black then like at least as as long as it's not more than one third like it's fine the fucking one third exactly but then mormons by contrast followed the one drop rule based on lineage not skin color apparently okay that's what they said um harold b lee when he was the prophet affirmed that quote unquote skin color is not what keeps the negro from the priesthood it is strictly a matter of lineage and involves only african negroes oh my god (sighs) okay so then j reuben clark a counselor to three of the church presidents He asked Apostle Joseph Fielding Smith, who was the church historian at the time, to research if dark-skinned people in the Pacific Islands were of the seed of Cain. After extensive research, Smith claimed that he didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. (laughs) I know. In some cases, Clark tried to determine Black ancestry through scientific means, collaborating with an LDS doctor to learn more about, quote-unquote, Negro blood. In other instances, LDS leaders instructed missionaries and members to conduct genealogical studies and quote-unquote lineage lessons to determine ancestry, particularly in South Africa and Brazil, two countries with a long history of race mixing. In lineage lessons, missionaries were instructed to discern ancestry by discreetly evaluating the person's race, by evaluating their nose face, lips, and other features that might reveal whether or not the person had, quote, Negro blood. They would also ask suspected persons if they could review their family photo albums. Yikes. Is this why members of the church are so obsessed with family history? (laughs) Actually, honestly, yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, well, and kind of like I said earlier, Joseph Smith was so fucking obsessed. He was so determined to be someone important Mm -hmm. that he made up all this shit and said bloodlines are important and lucky for you you are of the important bloodline Mm -hmm. to make you are not yeah fuck you yeah fuck you it's just like he made it up he made all of it up and then he sits there and is like you know what you guys need to research bloodlines because let me tell you there's a shit Mm -hmm. and then it just becomes like a whole thing yeah but it is also like such a mess too yeah like hey we're going to teach you how to be racist Mm -hmm. that's that's what i got from that yeah we're gonna tell you what kind of nose to look for what Mm -hmm. kind of lips to look for Mm -hmm. we're gonna tell you you know look at their ancestors and see how similar they look to them or whatever what the fuck yeah that's so fucking and specifically in south africa and brazil because if they look white that's not enough. Yeah. You have to make sure. If you think they could be a little black. Yeah. Not a drop. Not a, not one drop. It's like, what the Jesus. fuck? Basically, like, leaders were looking to the patriarchs for question, like answers to the questions of, like, what do we tell them? You know, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And then the patriarchs were looking to the prophet. And the prophet was like, I don't know. 
it's up to you guys. Mm-hmm. That was a very common cycle <laughs> yeah. that happened. In Brazil, where lineage was difficult to determine, patriarchs became the final authority in determining priesthood eligibility. If they felt like this person could be of the lineage of Cain, they were not able to declare lineage. So it was just like, if you're racist, <laughs> feel free not yeah. to give them yeah. anything. Perfect. Just and- if you think they could be, don't do it yeah and also like guaranteed most of those people were racist so yeah (laughs) clearly and again the church was teaching them how to be racist Mm -hmm. but if they felt like you know if they knew that they were a person of color that they could still if they felt like it declare one of the tribes of israel and then they could be cleared for priesthood and often missionary service so again, also, they couldn't even serve missions. Yeah. There's this little note. The Apostle Mark E. Peterson, he had given a controversial address to religion instructors at BYU. I don't remember the year. Yeah. But in it, he said that if, uh, quote, Negro is faithful all his days, he can and will enter the celestial kingdom, but will go there as a servant. Oh, I think I've heard that. I had never heard that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I hate Mark E. Peterson. Yeah. Fuck he that guy. He said some really homophobic things, too. I mean, of course he did. And other stuff. Homophobia, racism. It's just bigotry all over. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, that's horrible. Then in 1973, the last church patriarch, Patriarch Smith, he said that I've given a number of blessings to Negro members of the church. But if you give them the declarations of of the blessing of Israel, you're also giving them the right to the priesthood because the blessings of Israel are leadership blessings, which is priesthood. Mm -hmm. So instead, you basically just give them a father's blessing or a blessing by a patriarch. You record it the same as a patriarchal blessing, but you can't give them any blessings of Israel. And you shouldn't declare lineage either. So if the spirit is to indicate a lineage of Cain, like, shouldn't you tell them? Yeah. So it was like this patriarch was asking, like, back in the 70s, and LeGrand Richards, and he was like, I don't think we should say anything that will discourage people. I wouldn't tell them that they are a descendant of Cain. You can get around it easier than that, and then it won't make them feel so bad. Huh. That's um an interesting... <laughs> Statement there. Legrand. What the fuck is Legrand? Yeah, that's a weird name. Like, fuck you. Yeah, just like thinking about how after all these years, like the church still won't like acknowledge the racism in its past and and present. Yeah. But then like there's shit like this where it's like they won't feel bad. Yeah, like just don't mention that they're cursed, that they're a cursed race because they'll feel bad. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like they had a PR lesson. Yeah. Like, you know, just, just don't just don't even say it. Just don't say you anything. Know, it's convenient. And that was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five years before the ban was lifted. So to me, this, I'm almost like, do they still think this way? Like, but they just don't talk about it? <laughs> Who fucking knows? Like, obviously, we can't like change how they think, but I'm yeah. like, that's concerning. Yeah, just a bit. Mm-hmm. When they lifted the priesthood ban in 1978, this quote unquote revelation did not resolve the question of whether or not blacks were of a cursed lineage. When they made a new edition of like information and suggestions for patriarchs that they published in 1981, they just didn't 
acknowledge the subject at all. Of course they didn't. it's still just unclear. Mm -hmm. After 1978, apostles proclaimed that blacks could be adopted into the House of Israel. They could now experience all the rights and privileges that descendants of Ephraim and Manasseh enjoyed, including leadership in the church. Theologically, this meant that whatever lineage blacks had before 1978 no longer mattered. So it like doesn't matter if your lineage was of Cain. If you're of a cursed lineage, you can be adopted in, you know, now that they could get the priesthood and participate in the temple and things like that. Now they were equal with God's favored lineages. In a private memo to President Kimball, Apostle Bruce R. McConkie provided a theological rationale for the change. He said, Negro blood would be purged out of a human soul by baptism and the receipt of the Holy Ghost and by personal righteousness. Then they could be adopted into the house of Israel as the seed of Abraham, thereby qualifying the blessings of exaltation. He just was like, yeah, this is why. It's just fine. Like, this is all just, someone just thought about it and said, yeah, we can just say this. Yeah, it's like. There's always an answer. There is like, always an answer. Like, a delayed answer. answer. Something that, like, I always think about. Well, not always, but when talking about this subject, like the civil rights movement, like, you know, think about what was going on in the rest of the world, Mm -hmm. like in the 60s. And then almost to the 80s is when they were like, all right, fine. (laughs) But then they don't like they never acknowledge that. And they're like, look, we lifted the priesthood ban, but it was just because it was easier. Yeah. Like to have this answer. It was like instead of being like. Oh, yeah, no, we're we're just racist. Yeah, basically. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, no, we were wrong. This mm-hmm. is actually what it was. Mm-hmm. And it was a mistake of men. Yeah. You know, like, no, they just ignore it. Yeah. We're just... No, they never, never acknowledge it. No, never, <laughs> never, no. And they never will. It's true. <laughs> and then this is the last little block I have. During the 1980s, a patriarch noted that he received, quote, a specific directive from general authorities of the church on how to deal with black lineage. It says, quote, any descendant of Negroid, which ah. I'd never heard that word before and I hate. I hate that. I hate it. I'm, if that's a slur, I'm so sorry. I'd never heard it before in my life before today. Yeah. So apologies. It's a quote. It's a quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't like it. Not me either. Um, that's so horrible. any descendant of this kind of ancestry receiving a patriarchal blessing as regarding the declaration of lineage that promises need not include the tribal lineage but basically hey guys you don't need to put that they are cursed anymore Mm -hmm. you can just say the seed of abraham that's sufficient it just you know confirms all the blessings of the abrahamic covenant and that's fine like no greater blessing of lineage can be applied and then also noted by this patriarch that got this from the general authorities in the 1980s. In 1994, it was reported that, quote, black church members in South Africa were to be assigned to the lineage of Ephraim as a matter of church policy. Oh, so it's it's a policy. Now, yeah, now it's a policy. <laughs> it's not doctrine. It's, hey, let's just, you know, slap on an Ephraim every now and then mm-hmm. to the people in South Africa. Just, you know. So it means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. Yeah. And Obviously, we're about to read our own blessings. Yeah. I think, like, I am I am really curious to hear it now mm-hmm. after we, like, have learned so much more about it. Yeah. Where it's just like, this is nothing. Yeah, it means nothing. Like, we just sat in a chair in this patriarch, this old man's house mm-hmm. with a woman in the 
someone or type in a way. Yeah. And he just said whatever the fuck came to mind. Yeah. Like there was so much other information I didn't include, but they basically just like sat there. And if they just didn't feel the prompting, quote unquote, to like give a blessing, then they wouldn't. They would just be like, no, blessing uh, no blessing for you. For you. Yeah. Pre- literally, pretty much. Wow. So it's just like it doesn't mean anything. That's it's insane. all on the whim of whoever you're, ta- whoever's you know. It's patriarch roulette. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. All of it's made up. <laughs> so we're gonna have Maddie read her blessing first. This was given in Utah. Mine yep. was given in Ohio. So I'm also curious to see if there's any difference. Yeah, like that. Yeah. So I got it in August of. 2013 and the patriarch was in our ward so i was always like wow (laughs) he's in our ward you know yeah i see him every week yeah yeah and the one before him too was in our ward before he died so two in a row anyway this is gonna be weird (laughs) reading it out loud and i might do it in a cheesy voice because i that's the only way i can get through it (laughs) oh it's it's like so cringe to read this stuff now so i get it if you have to do it in a funny voice go for it okay dear madison j ulmer in the name of jesus christ and by the authority of the holy melchizedek priesthood which i hold as an ordained patriarch in the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints god (laughs) i hated that already it was just it's just too long it's not even it hasn't even gone to the point yeah that's not even the end of the first sentence so god I humbly lay my hands upon your head to pronounce a blessing from your father in heaven. Madison, you are a choice and beloved daughter of God. He knows you personally. He is aware of your joys and heartaches. He desires that you live a happy, full, and abundant life. You were valiant in your first estate. You faithfully kept Heavenly Father's commandments and honored your covenants. You rejoiced when you were taught the truths of God's plan of happiness, even the plan of salvation. You desired to come to earth to receive a mortal body and be given the gift of agency, the ability to act for yourself. Hmm. I bless you to show your love for God by keeping his commandments and living worthy to return back to his presence. You are blessed to be of the lineage of Ephraim in the house of Israel. Shocked. Convenient. Accordingly, you are entitled to all the blessings promised to the faithful descendants of Abraham, blessings which include the truth, the everlasting gospel, (laughs) (laughs) eternal increase, it's weird, Uh, exaltation, and eternal life. You also have been given an important responsibility to preach the gospel and invite others to come unto Christ. Don't you mean... Find the other blood members of our <laughs> believing blood, believing blood members of yeah. our cult. Yeah. You have been born of goodly parents who love the Lord and who have taught you the gospel of Jesus Christ. I bless you to be obedient to their teachings and counsel. I bless you to be a peacemaker and do your part in contributing to the harmony and peace in your home. Is Did that like feel like God sees me? Yeah. Because <laughs> you were already that a peacemaker in your home yeah oh no i like there's like a few parts in this blessing that i would like hang on to oh yeah i th- i had the same thing in, in mind yeah. too so i get you yeah and also i just remembered like sharing it like is not something that oh yeah no it's you're supposed to do you know it's it's like very sacred yeah <laughs> sacred not secret yeah, but it's, no, it's, it's just <laughs> the same thing as like your temple name yeah. yeah like don't talk about it so this is like a big deal a big no-no 
<laughs> Sorry. I'm going to say this sentence again. I bless you to be a peacemaker and do your part in contributing to the harmony and peace in your home, where the spirit of the Lord may always be present. I bless you to be a good example to your siblings and show your love and appreciation for them through your words and actions. I bless you to find joy in studying the word of God. I bless you to read the scriptures daily and prayerfully seek for guidance from your heavenly father to help you understand their meaning and find answers to your questions. I bless you to apply the teachings you learn to help strengthen your testimony and guide your daily actions. This always made me feel bad because I was horrible at reading my scriptures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I bless you to be prayerful. I bless you to kneel daily and speak to your heavenly father and express your love and gratitude to him for your many blessings and request in humility the blessings that you are desirous to receive. Heavenly Father is mindful of you, and he will hear and answer your prayers in his own way and time, and in accordance with that which will be ultimately for your best good. I bless you to choose your friends wisely. You will be a righteous example to others and stand as one who loves the Lord and strives to serve him. This was another thing that Mm -hmm. fucked me up. (laughs) Yeah. I bless you to trust in the Lord with all your heart. As he promised, he will help lighten your burdens and give you peace. He suffered all things so that you can repent of your transgressions and be cleansed from your sins. I bless you to live worthy to have the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. I bless you to listen to and follow the whispering voice of the Holy Spirit who will teach, warn, and guide you. Another thing that fucked me up because I was not living worthy. (laughs) Satan will not have power to deceive you and you will be protected and safeguarded until you have accomplished all that your heavenly father has sent you forth to do. In the due time of the Lord, you will have the opportunity to serve as a full-time missionary and represent (laughs) the savior as one of his disciples. Yeah. Hilarious. Like every time I would read it, there was always like something else that would stand out, you know? Mm -hmm. And just like the wording of that, like in the due time. Yeah. Of the Lord, I'll have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. The Lord will go before you and his angels will be round about you to strengthen, bless, and guide you. You will be given by the Spirit to know that which you should teach and testify of in inviting others to come unto Christ. You will experience the great joy promised by the Lord to those who preach the gospel and bring souls unto him. I bless you to prepare and live worthy to attend the temple and receive the ordinances and covenants performed therein. You will progressively learn the great truths of the plan of salvation and understand more fully your purpose in life and the eternal blessings which you may obtain if you are faithful. I bless you to attend the temple often. As you ponder, pray, and meditate in the holy house of the Lord, you will receive inspiration, even personal revelation, to comfort, guide, and strengthen you. I bless you to be diligent in seeking out the names of your ancestors so that you may complete their saving ordinance work for them. Bloodlines. Yeah. At the appropriate time, you will be blessed to find an eternal companion and kneel together at the altar of the temple to be sealed as husband and wife and thereby create an eternal family unit. You will be blessed to be a mother in Israel. I bless you to nurture and love your children and teach them in the ways of truth and righteousness. Your greatest joy in life will come through your calling as wife and mother. Ew. I know. I bless you to follow the teachings and counsel of God's prophets and teach your family to do likewise. I bless you to pray together as a family, study the scriptures, and hold regular family evening. That's what it says. Regular family evening. We're doing, it (laughs) says family evening. You knew, Mark. (laughs) Yeah, thanks uh, for, maybe you are called of God. (laughs) You got one thing You prophesied of the FAG podcast. (laughs) 
I bless you to sustain and support your husband as he presides over your family in love and righteousness. I bless you to often call upon the power of the priesthood, which he holds to provide comfort, healing, and peace in time of need. I bless you to serve faithfully in the church. I bless you to prayerfully study the scriptures and seek heavenly guidance as you prepare to teach the gospel and share your testimony of its truthfulness. You will uplift and inspire others by your example and love for the Savior. You will have the opportunity to serve as a leader and teacher in the Young Women's Organization, among other callings. Oh. That part, I was always like, wow, I can't wait to be in Young Women's. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You will be instrumental in helping to instill in these daughters of God a desire to prepare and live worthy to be married in the temple. You can further indoctrinate. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I bless you with physical and spiritual health and strength and a full, happy life. I bless you with spiritual strength and courage to overcome the trials and tribulations which you face in life. Your trials will give you experience and will enable you to help others. You have been blessed with many gifts and talents. I bless you to magnify and share your talents and abilities with others, which will bring you happiness and enrich their lives. I bless you to find joy in service and in helping others in their time of need. I bless you to be cheerful and live each day well. I bless you to continue forward in faith and trust until your mortal mission is completed and you are called home to your heavenly father. Of you, it will be said, quote, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Ew. I know. You will be blessed to come forth in the morning of the first resurrection to dwell with your loved ones in the presence of God for all eternity. These blessings I seal upon you through your faithfulness and do so humbly in the sacred name of Jesus Christ. Amen. A woman. True. Um, yeah. Wow. So that's mine. Shout out to my mom for laminating it after it came out to her last year. It's so funny how much stock I put in this when I was a kid. I know. I did too. Like, honestly, doing all this research, it's like the the scales fell away. And mm-hmm. I am like, what the fuck? Yeah. And this is, is just like so basic. It's like, read the scriptures. Pray. Choose your friends wisely. Trust in the Lord. Live worthy. Like, Magnify get married. Your serve, serve a mission. Get married. Yeah. Be a mom. Exactly. That's it. And yeah. It, like there was the part where it's like, if you're faithful, you'll get these blessings. So it, it conditional again. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but that's mine. So. Wow. <sighs> All right. I'm going to read mine and then we're wrapping it up. So <laughs> my blessing was given on March 29th, 2009. I was 16. Just to say that again. You had like just turned 16. I had like just turned 16. Like, yeah, like three, literally three weeks before. Yeah. Mine happened in Ohio. So I bet it's going to be not that different though. <laughs> so, so, okay. Dear sister, Amy Michelle Schneck. <sighs> that just gave me a chill. Sorry. I know. It's, <laughs> um, it's spooky. It, it, it just, oh, wow. It's just like a visceral trigger. I know. Anyway, by the authority of the Melchizedek priesthood and as a patriarch, I am privileged to lay my hands upon your head and give you a patriarchal blessing. (laughs) I have to do the voice, actually. No, 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 that's fine. Have fun. (laughs) Amy, (laughs) (laughs) I bless you that you will have good friends and that you will be grateful for the blessings that you enjoy. You are to honor your parents and to thank them for teaching you the gospel. You are indeed fortunate that you were sent to a home where your parents are members of the church and brought you up in the way of truth and light. 
I bless that you will be a good example to others. I bless that you will be patient, that you will be kind, that you will be loving, and that you will be forgiving. I bless that you will do well in your schooling and that you'll have a desire to excel. I bless you that you will be grateful for your privilege to attend seminary, that you will be attentive, and that you will be grateful for this opportunity. I bless that you will stay close to the Savior, that you will pattern your life after his, and that you will learn more about him and the great personage that he is. I bless that you will be successful in your endeavors and that you'll be happy. I bless you that you will be free of discouragement, that you'll go forward with full purpose of heart, and that you will be willing to share the gospel with your friends who are not members of the church. Wow. I bless you that you will have wisdom in how you answer their questions, (laughs) and that you will be grateful for their acceptance of the truth. Gross. I bless you that you will do that which you know you should do and that you will <laughs> only go to those places where the spirit of the Lord can be. Oh my God. I bless uh, you that you will live so the Holy Ghost can be with you to guide, direct, and help you. It is a great experience for a member of the church to have a member of the Godhead to be with them. I bless you that you'll be worthy of this special blessing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you were to live your life so you will not be tempted. You were to overcome your weaknesses. You were to thank your heavenly father for all he has given to you. You live in a great day, Amy, when the gospel has been restored and when there's a living prophet upon the earth. I bless you that you will listen to his words and that you will sustain those who have been called to preside over you. I bless you that you will be courageous in how you live your life and that you will not allow the ways of the world to creep into your life. I bless you that you will be a good example for anyone to follow. (laughs) And this paragraph haunted me Mm -hmm. for 20 years. It says, I bless you that you will have joy and happiness all your days. Amy, eventually you will find someone who will take you to the temple for your marriage covenants. Eventually? Gun to their head? (laughs) (laughs) That's how it felt. Eventually? I was like, I could be like 80. I was literally 24. Yeah. Mine says at the appropriate time. I know. I was like, like, what does that mean? Yeah, weird. And then it says, I bless you that you will be patient in this and that you will be willing to do this according to the Lord's timetable. (laughs) His timetable is different than ours at times. I was like, I get it. (laughs) My God. It was like he was like. He was really like. Shoving my face in it. Yeah. He was like. It'll happen one day. Be eventually. Yeah. His timetable's different than ours. <laughs> Jesus, I bless that you'll be grateful for all that you have, that you'll be prayerful, that you will stay close to your Heavenly Father, and that you will thank Him every day for His blessings <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's just like, hey, I know your life sucks, but be grateful. Mm-hmm, basically. Cool. Yeah. And just, and it says nothing about kids. The rest of this, I don't, nothing else. Oh, interesting. Or just, it doesn't reference kids at all. So I was like, I'm not having kids. Mm-hmm. And then I went, I was like, man, it's fine. That's probably true. And now I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like actual biological children to come yeah. out of my body. No. Yeah. Anyway, Amy, you are of the, of the lineage of Ephraim and are entitled to all the blessings that have been promised to the faithful daughters of your heavenly parents. I bless you that you will be grateful for the heritage that you have and that you will do all within your power to keep the commandments of your heavenly father. Remember that it is up to you to choose what you do and when you do it. Agency is a great gift our Heavenly Father has given to his children so that they can make choices for themselves. Sometimes we make choices that are not so good, but I bless (laughs) you that you will always have the ability to make those choices which are for your best good and for the good of those around you. 
he literally said not so good. Yep. Well, he's he's eloquent. I always hated that part. Sometimes we make choices that are not mm, so not good. Not so good. <laughs> not so good. <laughs> I know. I was like, ugh. It like always like gave me the ick. Yeah. No, this whole <laughs> thing gives me the ick. Fair enough. <laughs> then this is the last paragraph. It says, I bless you with all that you need, that you will be gentle, kind, loving, and forgiving, and that you will be grateful that you live in the latter days. Just Once again, you're an ungrateful bitch. I know. They mention be grateful and be kind and be loving and be forgiving, forgiving and be patient yeah. like fucking five times. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated that. Yeah. And so many, like when they'd be like, you just have to be patient. And I was like, no. I was always like so mad. Dead. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And so that's why when people are like, Amy's impatient. I'm like, I will murder you. Yeah. Like, I've heard that my whole life. Even God apparently told me. <laughs> you will see many changes. I bless you that you will not allow them to weaken your testimony. I bless you that you will have the courage to always do that, which you know is right. I bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I bless you that you will know what is right at all times and that you will have the courage to do it. He said that like the same way in three different yeah. sentences. Of course he did. I bless you that, we will, that you will... <laughs> I forgot this line. (laughs) I bless you that you will keep the law of chastity, that you will be careful how you speak, and that you will not take the Lord's name in vain. You are to remember the word of wisdom and the Ten Commandments and to strive to keep them. Dead. (laughs) Wow, he read your ass. (laughs) He really did. (laughs) That's why I was like, oh my God, he knows. (laughs) I know. I took it to heart so much, but it's... It's just like it's just that's, random that's shit. What you're told is yeah. like this is exactly who you are. It's literally mm-hmm. like you're getting a psychic reading. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, that's me. I claim this energy. <laughs> that's how it feels. Yeah. No, it's 100% how it feels. Yeah. And then <sighs> um, he says, I seal you up to come forth in the morning of the first resurrection clothed with glory and immortality and worthy to have the greatest of the gifts that our heavenly father can bestow you eternal life i seal (laughs) these blessings upon your head with the reminder that they are conditioned upon your righteousness and i do so with tenderness and love and in the name of jesus christ amen i hate i hate yours i'm not gonna lie it's awful like just how he speaks sometimes we do things that are not so so good (laughs) pan to your life now (laughs) i know in their eyes this is what i was talking about yeah he's like is he dead is he yeah oh no he's dead um he's like rolling (laughs) he's like rolling in his grave he's like that amy he's like i fucking told her like where she is how fucking Dad. dare you? Was he like in your ward? Or, like, he actually was in my ward okay. too. So that's funny. Yeah. And I also felt the same way. I was like, we have to protect him. Did you ever feel, <laughs> Did you ever feel like that? Like we have to protect him at all costs. Just like, like yeah, like, like gentle. Like, like, like yes. Like, patriot, like reverend. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially because we had one. He like lived really close to us too. And like he, he was a, a good neighbor. But then like he passed away. And then the next one was also in our ward. So it was just like, wow, we're like so privileged to have not one, but two yeah. steak oh. patriarchs in our ward. The guy was so sweet. He was my, he was actually my sister's husband at the time's <laughs> adopted grandfather. 
So okay. <laughs> so he was adopted by a woman. Yeah. Uh, and then that was her I father. Dad. Okay. And so anyway, adopt. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. you had like met him before and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. He gave. He actually, I think he was the patriarch for all, all of the, the blessings for all of the eight kids. Oh, damn. I think so. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure my mom's like everyone in our family is in Ephraim and Manasseh, but <laughs> I'm in Zebulun. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> fucking great for you <laughs> you're like be grateful be, be kind <laughs> be forgiving be loving be patient i was like shut the fuck up yeah god it That's drove so, me nuts yeah. i used to cry reading my blessing i used to be like one day you will find just- someone <laughs> that's so sad I know. but yeah no the wor- <laughs> just like the wording in both of them it's just so weird it's at so the appropriate time and like in the due time of the lord you'll have the opportunity to serve a mission <laughs> yeah it's like crazy how much power yeah these had. had yeah and it's just like a fucking afternoon with an old guy mm-hmm. that's what it is yeah and like if he isn't in your ward <laughs> you might not even know him mm-hmm I mean, I didn't even, like, know him that well. But right, but he, like, knew your family. Yeah, That's he knew enough. My, yeah, he knew my family. Just weird. It is so, so, <laughs> so strange. Weird. And, like, also, it did feel personal, but not in, like, oh, my God, this, like, this is me. It was, like, it, could, it was, like, it could be for anyone. Attacking. No, like, <laughs> oh, for years, yeah. Mine was, mine was, like, attacking. Yeah, he literally read your ass. <laughs> he was, like. <laughs> You're a fucking loser who needs to know how to shut the and fuck up. And a slut. Up. And don't be a slut. And also, one day you'll find someone to take your slut ass to the temple. <laughs> and I'm you like, did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, but, I, yeah, I used to, like, freak <laughs> out over that. And I was just like, one day? Yeah. Eventually? Yeah. And, like, the Lord's timetable is different than yeah, us. I was like, hilarious. are you joking? I know that I'm fat. And I know that you think no one's going to ever want to <laughs> oh touch me. God, that's so sad. I know, but I'm going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. You watch me. Yeah. <laughs> you roll over in that grave. I I got married not once, but, but twice. twice. <laughs> Dead. Also, anyway, also yeah. I was just going to say, like, I just remember, like, whenever things were like not going great for me or whatever you'd read it yeah and i, I would, did that too because like sometimes I, I would just like not think about it but then i'd be like oh yeah i should read my blessing and then yeah like i would just like different parts would you'd be like oh my god to me. i had to read this right yeah. now that i did the same thing yeah but then it also like made me feel guilty because i was not reading the scriptures daily and i was not praying every day and like all this shit yeah so, i was not keeping the law of chastity clearly <laughs> yeah i felt so bad after <laughs> Dead. and it was like even worse because i'd already been breaking the law of chastity <laughs> and so then i like waited longer to get it. i think that was why i didn't get it until oh, i was yeah. 16 and sense. then to get that one to be like dumping the law of chastity we're yeah. watching yeah see i hadn't really <laughs> done anything prior to getting this so then after that also made it worse because oh, i, I was like that, yeah I'm a piece of shit. No, I'm not. (laughs) No, No, I was just a normal fucking teenager. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yours was a lot longer. Yours Mm -hmm. was like a full front and back. Mine was like, yours is like a dense front page. Mine's like spaced out more. It's like they tried to fill it. (laughs) Because he kept repeating himself. I know, but like, look at the difference. (laughs) Oh my God. There's so many. 
yeah, you have like spaces in between the paragraphs, and mine's just like, like squished. <laughs> That's hilarious. And it's just like they broke them up into smaller paragraphs, and like put a bunch of spaces in between these like half paragraphs. <laughs> so oh funny. my god, he's like, god. this bitch needs a quick and swift blessing. Yeah, and um, you know what? It didn't help. So. No, no, it it didn't. It didn't. It made it worse. It made me more stressed. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Anyway, that was all I had. Just learning more about this stuff. Like that research took me hours and it was still so confusing and like impossible to really like untangle. Yeah. Like it's because it's just someone made something up here. Someone made something up there. Now it's just like. Which is par for the course. Yeah. Now it's just like culturally everyone's like, okay, this is what we do now. Mm -hmm. And like, this is a part of it and it's really important. But like someone just made it up one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I thought of one more thing. Like. My brother's blessing is super long. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to reference long ones, too. Yeah. And so I we have talked about having him read his on the on the podcast because it's crazy. But I remember, like, because he got his first, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. After we both had gotten them and his was way longer than mine, I, like, kind of felt bad a little bit. Because oh, yeah. mine's only, like, this front and back page. Like, God you know? only wanted to talk to me this yeah, I'm much. Like, this is it. <laughs> No, I, I but, totally know what you mean. When people yeah. have told me they've, they're like, I have like pages. four pages front and back. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm like, like what, what the fuck? I know. How long were you there? Yeah, so fucking long. And I was even there for like, like 45 minutes. I don't know how long I was there, but it was too fucking long, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like so weird how the length <laughs> is so varied. Yeah. But can and you know, how it ma- like how much we cared about that too. Yeah. And again, but this is like white privilege because yeah. like did you know that you can actually get a second patriarchal blessing? Oh no, I didn't. But only in very special circumstances. And it's again patriarch, bishop, stake president, whatever roulette. Yeah. Like it's just like if they think that's fine. They're like, sure, why not? But mostly it was like for people who were people of color who didn't get a lineage. So they would like wait like 20 years and then get a second one and then find out their lineage. Oh my I was God. like, no, these bitches are still saying Cain. They're still saying Bigfoot is your ancestor that yeah. you're Bigfoot's lineage. And it's just like, oh God, yeah. fuck these guys. Like, truly. Oh I, I so badly want people of color to come on the pod. Me too. Because... Obviously, like, this is how pissed I am, and I'm and I'm fully aware of my white privilege. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even, I mean, I was aware of it. And then when I researched this stuff, I was like, I didn't even know that this was white privilege, but it is. Yeah, like how important it was to us getting mm-hmm. our lineage and like, blah, 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 yeah. like all that shit was yeah. so important. And like, meanwhile, since the beginning of the church, people of color have always been treated horribly. But this yeah. was like yeah, I a just, secret, like horrible thing yeah, that I, I never had, thought about. I had never, I never thought about that, which again is white privilege. But yeah, I, I'm so curious about people of color and their experience yeah, in the so, church, like coming straight from them and not yeah, just us. I definitely want to hear more perspectives yeah. outside of our own yeah. on topics like this because mm-hmm. we just can't. Ever fully comprehend. Yeah. And we can't speak to that experience at all. So, yeah. No, I agree. So, if you're a a POC or you know (laughs) someone who is a person of color and they would want to come on the pod and talk to us, let us know. Send them our way. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at FHE Podcast. (laughs) But that was the topic today. It was Um, a long one. It was a long one. So, thanks for bearing with us. Uh, But I... 
tried my darndest to make it <laughs> understandable. Thanks. So, Maddie, do you want to do the manifestation this week? Yes. I mean, one thing that like stands out after this episode is just educate yourself. Recognize the privilege that you've been born with. If you have, like, do something about it. <laughs> like, speak out. You know, hell yeah. That's what that's fucking right. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to find out where privilege is in your life. Yeah. Because like we mentioned, we didn't even realize that this was that this was privilege. So it's everywhere. It is. So, I mean, yeah, I would just piggyback off that and just say, like, talk to other people about their experiences Mm -hmm. and believe them and believe them. So anyway, yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out with us of <laughs> uh, the first episode of the FAG podcast in 2023. Happy wow. New Year, everyone! Happy New Year! We're excited for this year. We're excited and, for this year. Yeah. And what other things we'll talk about on the podcast? Yeah, and we're getting married this year. <gasps> oh my god! So Thank excited. God. Thank God! I can't go another year without marrying you. <sighs> I mean, ah. <laughs> Cutie. Cutie. Okay, thanks everyone. Thanks. See you later. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.